Hey listeners, this is Danielle East with We Here Collective again. If you don't know what We Here Collective is, it's a Black women's art collective based out of Texas that works to promote the most marginalized artists in the art world, which is Black women. We do this through exhibitions, get-togethers, and things like this podcast. And so today we'll be talking about recent events that have been going on and art and activism. So today we have Danielle Ellis, Jamie Robertson, and Lillian Young. So if y'all would like to introduce yourselves and say what kind of art you make and what you do, be great. Hi, I'm Danielle Ellis. I'm of Brass Fly Studios. I multifaceted. It's um, a lot of painting and digital right now. Uh, I'm Lillian Young. I am an MFA student at Michigan State University, but I am from Fort Worth, Texas, and I do a lot of paintings about uh, unknown moments in Black history or the moments in Black history that we just don't really talk about. Hi, I'm Jamie Robertson. I'm Houston native, Houston, Texas native. Um, I'm a recent graduate from the University of Houston's MFA program in photography and digital media. And a lot of my um, art practice has been focusing on uh, my own family history and how that intersects with the African diaspora. Cool. So also I'd like to mention to the listeners that we also have an exhibition up in 5NJ Gallery in Lubbock, Texas. So if you want to stop by and see it, the address is 1106 5th Street. And so I've also noticed a lot of people have been passing by my friend saw a lot of people taking some pictures yesterday, so a lot of people are seeing it. It's wonderful. I, I, I the that, but I forgot. I didn't forget. I've just been doing a lot of stuff. But I'll put them up so people can know, because someone asked me, like, who are the names of the people? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of things happening recently. I know. Oh, yeah. So. I'll get those names up. So if y'all would like to start talking about art and activism, especially with what's going on um, with all the protests and with the recent death of George Floyd and mm-hmm. Breonna, Ta- Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. and Ahmaud Aubrey. So if y'all would like to start off and just talk about how y'all have been feeling this week and what y'all have been doing. I mm-hmm. hate this week a little bit. Uh well, I don't like the stuff that led up to this week. Let me rephrase that. Mm. That's okay. This week's been pretty interesting to watch, but yeah. I've, it's been, I, I agree. It's been interesting to watch. Um, it's been moving. Um, in some way, you know, it's it, it's like a roller coaster of emotions here, um, and you know, I'm one of those people who are not frontline people. I don't do frontline. I stopped marching since I had my child, so I don't do that. And and um, art is a voice of the people, and so. Um, I see occasionally my art is being shared to encourage others, which is really cool. And um, it's it's more encouraging for me and more 
fruitful for me to share images. You know, pe people have been really beautifully creating images online, you know, graphics, um, you know, art pieces honoring um, the departed and everything else. Instead of constantly the gratuitous sharing moments of death, you know. Yeah. And I think that's been beautiful and respectful of their families. Yeah. I think so true. I think for mm -hmm. um for me the this past week and even the week before um when things were starting it was a lot to take in just because of my own I had my own like family stuff that was going on and then on top of this not this more national community-wide thing that was happening. It was a lot to, to process. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't participate in any of the marches. I have a lot of friends who did. And it was interesting to watch, um, particularly I think Tuesday there was the, the it was kind of the language around it. It was like, it was a memorial service. It was a march, it was a protest. Not like it's, it's a little, I've seen a, a lot of different words for it, but I was watching that live as it was happening on television and just seeing that and then talking to people who went in their firsthand experience. It was, it's, it's a lot to unpack, not just like with the images we're seeing on television and on social media. There's a lot, I think, that needs to be read in between the lines. And I think that mm -hmm. artists, we're in a place where we can help people start to unpack what these images are doing and what they mean, but also, you know, mm -hmm. spreading information and making sure people are aware of what they can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of like unpacking is going on right now too. It's just, it's just ridiculous how much stuff is being uncovered. I feel like we will, I feel like I know a little bit about what's going on, but like the non-people of color are like really like, I guess it's opening their eyes, well, but it's just kind of uh, articles that's talking about how like <laughs> white Gen Z. Let's kids. let's 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 not feed into white innocence. They knew. <laughs> well, Please don't. They they have access to all the major channels as we do. They knew. So well, uh, ignorance. It's not ignorance. They knew. I was gonna say there's like new multiple art like articles and um like TikToks and stuff of like Gen Z uh white kids realizing like just how their parents are viewing this because be like I know a lot of friend of my white friends their parents are like I don't talk politics so there's like a lot of them who are like posting videos of their parents like going on their racist rants and stuff and they're adamantly like disagreeing with them and some of them have been kicked out of their homes and are. They're like, I just lost my family and I'm okay with that. I'm going to keep marching. And I think that's, uh, that's been interesting to see of like the younger generation and how maybe they really didn't some, like realize just how close they were to what's happening. I love the younger generations. I know I'm Gen X, but I really am enjoying uh, watching the millennials and Generation Z just really, I mean, y'all are amazing. Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
I honestly, yeah, you know, watching it, I, you know, I, I'm enjoying watching what is labeled the boomers. You know, it's like a multi generational thing. This wave back and forth of um, doing things, but you know, I'm sitting back as an observer. Um, yeah, it's I, you know, and I'm not being hard on white people when I say that because people instantly go ooh but I'm like I I do not feed into white innocence like they didn't know I mean they're they're the same they they're they have access to the same information that we're we have access to so I I want to start from there you know I agree with that you do know you do know absolutely I, as someone who in undergrad had multiple people, like they didn't, I was the only black kid and with my subject matter, they didn't really know how to like connect with me, I guess. So they'd be like, Lillian, did you see this thing? And then show me like this video of like someone being racist or like of this hate crime happening. And I was like, ha, that doesn't make me want to really be your friend, but yes, I am aware of it. So like, they do know about it. They just didn't know like how to... I guess they just didn't realize like how like the level that it was bad. Yes, they did. So, um, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, I, I, I tend to, um, treat everybody on an adult level of inf- being informed. I will not, you know, and I'm sorry to go through this. <laughs> I'm not angry, but I am. I am. It's like, um, I, I refuse to do it as a person who, done through um what a friend called the mental civil war mm-hmm. of um always being told oh are you sure you mm-hmm. sure you imagined that and everything and now we're in this age mm-hmm. where of camera phones where it's in their face and um they and they're still going people are still going oh i'm not sure you sure you imagine that what led to that like they're bringing up um this man's um history right mm-hmm. as if that a history of the past um, justified that moment. Um, everybody have a right to due process and everything else. And that's, we, we cannot um, say one thing and do another. Um, it's, I lost my train of thought, but I, I will not, <laughs> I, you know, I will not go through the song and dance, you know, every, every time a death happened, you know, a murder happened, here we go to say, oh, I didn't know. And then you're like, and then you go through the, oh, lives matter. Why y'all just saying black lives And you go through the whole thing and like, black lives matter don't mean all lives matter. But I'm like, we are doing this like jingle bells at Christmas. You know, why would you go through that same dance over and over again? It's that's why. It's a that's why. Yeah. Why would I do it's it's a it's a you know, why would you go through that same dance over and over again? We gotta stop it. Um that's why I'm enjoying um the art and I you know before we went into this I I looked you know I know we have a rich history and I looked up our rich history of um our the some of some of them are still living of um artists that they just left this beautiful mark of you know giving us a sense of pride um you know don't you know putting their images like um 
into um, newsletters and stuff like that. They had left, they had used their art making their mark. And even if, and even beyond, in various ways, um, they, they encouraged us um, through visuals that we, and, and words that we still have. And so um, in that light, I do not, I, I divested at the, uh, by that time uh, the election happened, the last presidential election, because I was, I divested and I kept my art focused on black women only. And uh, people can come in and enjoy it. And they do. But um, I am no longer in the quote unquote education game. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. your, our time is not free. It really is. No. It's not free. And I'm noticing a lot. So I have some friends who, um, I don't, I have luck. Fortunately, I haven't had any white friends come to me and, and like, ask me all this um what do I what can I do and like I'm thinking of you and blah 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 but I have some friends who are experiencing that in this barrage of like white people act acting as if you know all of a sudden they just woke up and they're like I'm you know I'm thinking about you in this time if you need to talk and blah 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 and I'm like and I'm, I'm my friend is telling me this and I'm looking at it, I'm like this is ridiculous like what <laughs> Like, are you, 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 you were expecting to have this dialogue with me about me being Black that you, I guess, didn't notice this whole time, this mm-hmm. whole time, right. you know, and it's just, I, I, I completely, I completely understand with you, agree with you in that the education is not free. We also, I mean, we also have had to work to educate ourselves as well. And so it's mm-hmm. to put in the work. Like they just gotta do it. They're gonna be uncomfortable, and they're gonna have to get used to getting being uncomfortable. Like that's just what it is. Yeah, we had to. Like I had to. It's like a lot of very various levels of it. Um, that's why I appreciate um, social media in a in the way and um, the internet. Um, there was people putting the words what I was having in my head, and they actually put it into concrete words. Yeah that I could not formulate at that time. And it, and you know, it was very empowering to um, have that. Um, so it's like, I love that we're talking to each other mm-hmm. and everything, um, you know, why I'm, and what what's a little, what's different this time is I'm seeing hardcore allies do the work. That's the difference this time. They are, I don't have to go in and go blah, blah, blah. Or I, they're not tagging me to go blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, it ain't gonna happen. But um, they're doing the whole thing. You know what I mean? And I do leave it open for discussion occasionally. You know what I mean? Because some, not, not to educate, but a lot of, I, I noticed that white people are are told to shut up, you know what I mean, on by their parents. Like, oh, we don't see no color. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. Right. Not at the dinner table. Stuff like that. That's totally opposite of how a lot of us was raised, you know. So we're talking about everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed. So granted, they're going to bumble it up, you know what I mean? But it- I do require them to Google like the rest of us did, yes. you know, 
See, as someone who like has, since I my whole, I guess, shtick is I'm painting like the Black history, I mm -hmm. have had to perfect like being able to tell these stories without being like, here's a whole paragraph in a painting about what's happening because I just don't want to. And like you guys are saying, I should not have to educate you that way. You can do it your damn self. But like, mm -hmm. I in my critiques especially in grad school I've had to deal with my cohort and some of my professors being like how are you going to tell the full story and I'm like that's Ooh, not yes tell the story. <laughs> and I was talking with one of my friends today and I was like I have no idea how critiques are going to be for me next semester because again uh, for like the second like most of my educational career only black kid in the per program but like I don't know how they're going to react to the paintings and like the drawings that I'm making right now from being in quarantine and having to see on social media like mainstream all these acts of racism and seeing them daily and it's like like responding to it with my artwork I don't know if they're gonna be like tell us how you feel and I'm like I don't want to tell you how I feel I would like critique on my stuff so I can get better yeah yeah i'm not gonna do suffering porn yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna do that I, you, you you will not um have me put you know express my pain for you to go there there oh yeah i know, don't poor, I, I don't i don't want that that's that's not your activism people that's not me um that's your activism is to go out and um Go tell it on the mountain to others, not me, not me. You know, I'm I'm not the one right now. Yeah, I've had so many people ask me like, "Oh, what is this? What is this? What should I put on a T-shirt for Black Lives Matter? What is Juneteenth?" Jesus Christ! Like, especially it's bad when like people aren't like in front of you. Like when it's kind of conversational, it's like, oh, you know. But if it's like someone texts you or emails you, like, what is this? It's like, you have it, like, you can Google it faster than I can text it back to you. So it's like, I think, I, I think after the, what, how many are we, we're in 12, I don't know how many um, cycles of this we've been through. It's a lot. Um, I think they know now yeah. with me. Don't, I'm not the one for this. I've taken it just on Facebook because I'm tired of seeing a lot of it. And I didn't realize just how many, uh, no offense to evangelicals out there, but some of them, at least the ones that are on my Facebook are kind of not great. So I've just kind of like taken to, because they're trying to do like the counter stuff, but in like a soft way where they're like, this is an opinion and it's a kind of a racist opinion. And I'm like, yes, it is racist. And just kind of just just call them out straight up and then leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And some of them do not enjoy that. And they'll delete the post or they'll be like, why do you, why do you say that? And I'm like, well, I'm a black person and I know this is racist. Any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've taken a policy of deleting every one of them. I, I delete them off my list. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't engage. As soon as I see it, I delete them. Block if I have to. Your space and your energy is sacred, like to absolutely. Oh, which brings up a verse that somebody brought up to me, which is why I posted it online, and I and I say it here: Matthew seven and six. 
just looked that one up, you know, you know, Christian folks, since you brought up evangelicals. Yeah, evangelicals. Yeah, I I am not going to cast my pearls before swine just for them to trample them and come at me again. I'm not going to do it. And, and in fact, um, Toni Morrison had a quote about this, about racism. It's, it's, it's to distract you from your work. They will come, they'll keep bringing up the same things over and over and over again, like we see in this dance, um, to stop you from your work. And what it is, is vampiric. It's energy vampire work um, for them to constantly come at your person. And you shouldn't have to have a conversation about validating your person ever Absolutely. you're not you don't it's not up for discussion to say i'm human as soon as they say if you want to be seen as human you should cut them off right then and there i mean yeah i've done that why that that's my approach you know but it's like no because i i've done it before as a person who want to console educate soft you know talked and everything and it still happened. It still came at. They still was vicious. They was trying, you know, these races will hold my time down. And I'd be exhausted. I'll be upset. Hours would have been passed. For what? They got what they wanted out of it. Not me. If I'm going to be held down and fucked royally, I need to get paid. <laughs> and I better have an <laughs> orgasm in that process. Multiple. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it. You're not doing it to me. So. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> but um, so what are some like artists y'all know that are doing activism right now or like arts organizations? Because I'm really, I've been looking and like researching like what different ones are doing, not specifically like black ones, but just all of them. Um, I'm noticing a lot, and I posted this on like on my Instagram stories. Um, I know I'm noticing a lot of like shout out on Instagram yeah. stories of black artists. And um, some of them I know really well, like one um, is a local, he's an artist, he's getting a lot of shine. His name is Kobe Deal. And I'm like, that's really great for him because his work is fantastic, but it's like, what are they gonna give him mm. beyond in an acknowledgement on Instagram, you know, like to me, mm -hmm. th that's kind of the bare minimum. And so I, mm -hmm. I feel, you know, it's, it's good that they want, they want to highlight our work and like, yeah, if you want to look at us, but don't make this a trend because they do that in the art world. They'll have these trends Well, it's an ethnic trend. Like all the arts about mm -hmm. this group right now, all the arts about this group, it's not, if it's not Asian, it's not hot right now. You know, like they do that. And so I don't want that to happen. They really mm -hmm. need to start, these organizations need to look internally. The work of dismantling white supremacy, you, it starts with an individual, you have to, and you have to turn inward. You have to address your biases, your beliefs, yeah. your, your attitudes, all that stuff. You gotta look at yourself. And a lot of people don't wanna do that work because it hurts and it's hard and it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it's necessary. And any model yes. can be applied to an institution. You gotta look inward. You gotta look at your board of directors, look at their attitudes and their beliefs and like all the, the things that they're saying. This kind of, there's a lot mm -hmm. of casual racism that happens on these board of directors. A lot of casual yeah. racism. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, well, we know we know, we know, know, need more um, 
we need more um, Latin, Latinos in our in our organization. So we'll just have a we'll just have you know a exhibition during Hispanic Heritage Month, and that'll just solve the problem. And it doesn't. It doesn't at all. You're and you have no one there of that group to tell you. Like, hey, that's a problem, and this is the reason why. And then when they do have people, like they have a black person or you know, or a person of color there, they're always saying things like, and this is from this is firsthand account from when I worked at an arts organization. They'll say things like, well, they're just not as engaged, or you know, they don't they don't show up to the meetings. And like those meetings mm. are chaotic. Those people are just just. I mean, being a, board member, <laughs> being a board member is like you volunteer, but you're also donating your money. You have money. You know, these are people who are retired and whatnot. But like, those meetings are crazy. These people are just out there spouting all kinds of stuff. No, nobody wanted to be sitting through that for three hours, you know? And it, gets, yeah. it drains you. It just, it drains you. And it's like the digital spacing, all this stuff in the digital space drains you. Being there in person just sucks your soul. But they're like, oh, you know, mm. I don't know why they're not engaged. You don't know why? You don't know? Wow. <laughs> so I, you know, <laughs> I want these organizations to look internally to start doing that work. There's a lot of like statements that have gone out and they're all kind of dry and kind of like, we stand with Black Lives mm. and we stand with our Black employees, but you are oppressing them in the office, you mm. know? And so I, mm-hmm. I, I thank you for the shout out on Instagram, but what are you doing to restructure your organization? You are so right. Um, it's like, cause one thing, you know, you can look up any corporation and, you know, it's going on multiple levels and it's uh, pacifying of um, like, if you go on the app, Uber Eats, all of a sudden they have a, a unbold letters, black restaurants to mm-hmm. support. Are um, you go on Amazon Prime? They'll say black movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean on the top. You know, like like, and then we're loving the fact that um, um, the the street was painted Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. toward mm-hmm. the White House. <laughs> you know, and we're like, yay! We got you know, we got a shout out, like you know, old school shout out <laughs> on the radio. You know, and then you're like, geek, 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 and then you you know what else happens. Nothing what else happens you know like oh we hear you but it's the pacifier it's the same dance all over again it's like what my sister Zandra Ellis called a honeymoon Mm. period where we um we were like oh we're we're here for you da 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 we hear you and it's but and then you know we 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 go back to our corners and nothing occurs after that we got we, we we gotta really and I'm not saying just on frontline protesting because not all of us can right. do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not feasible for a lot of us. This is where the beauty of us being artists come in because um, a lot of us are parents. A lot of us are uh, disabled. A lot of us are, you know, there's different things. And some of us, we are not frontline people. What we're good at and where we are, we're good at um, going to um, these um uh, council meetings or into these spaces and say, hey, this is uh, a concern. You know, we have that ability or we have that ability to, for some to um, do drives we, in, um, for money or do drives, you know, go to volunteer to uh, create 
packets and all this stuff, all these different ways that, um, and also beyond that, beyond that, our activism goes beyond just this one um, hot yes. moment right now. Um, the activism of um, creators, of Black creators, been in the medical area. Um, the health, um, the, you know, like the natural um, medicine, um, doulas, We've been um, we've been also uh, addressing food deserts. I mean, it's so multifaceted. You know, some of us are gardening and just sharing this information, making um, graphics online, doing art online. You know, you know, photographers, all that. Uh, we are. It, it's more than just this one time, and this one time is beautiful. But it's like you see in us. Just branch out, like how you you spoke about how you spoke with other Christians about about their racism and stuff like that. It's like so branched out, and I. It's more than just, and 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 it's not a jest, okay, a quote unquote jest. Um, going being on the street is, you know, I don't want to belittle that at all because that they've been magnificent, but um, it, it's just. There's so much here, you know, going on that will, uh, I think uh, we are very motivated towards forward, going forward, I think. And the journalism, the guerrilla journalism been yes. great. Yes. Um, that's been absolutely great. Um, the, the mastery of social media has been great. I mean, I have, I'm, 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 I'm applauding, especially um, the younger generations, on how they're doing, as far as this goes. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So. I mean, as someone who's been, because like you, what you were saying with the Instagram shoutouts, because for some, there's been a lot, and I've had, and they don't necessarily contact you when those happen. They just right. do it. Sometimes, yes, they. And then yeah. you're just like, why am I on this? <laughs> and, I, and I don't remember me like, I am like how I don't understand how you found my work. Cool. Thanks for the shout out. But like, if someone wants to like take this off my hands, please do. Cause I need uh... space. But, but, but also like, it's been interesting. Like the shout outs are cool and all, but they're not doing that much. Yeah. And then like, one thing that I've been seeing is like, there are some, Cause like, cause like I'm doing, I'm getting certified to work in museums and I've seen like, there are some museums that are, but they're mostly like African-American museums, like African history museums, but they're having like online forums to be like, let's talk about racism or like, let's talk about it. If you're not a black person, mm -hmm. like as a white person and stuff like that. And, or if you're not white, like just, if, just if you're not black in general, or they're like creating these spaces like NAMAC, the National Museum of African American History and Culture in DC, mm -hmm. they just created this huge online forum where they're like, here is everything. Let's discuss it. Mm -hmm. Which I think, since everything is digital and you can't really go to the museums, is very beneficial. Yeah. And like as someone who mm -hmm. has been to NAMAC, like I worked for the Smithsonian, so I went there like twenty times. I was, it's, it's a lot. Like that museum, you, if you ever go, you have to start at the bottom because it starts 
in the 1400s when like the slave market became a thing so it starts right mm. at the beginning of slavery and how that was brought to america and you go up like you have to go up a ramp all the way to get like back to the top of the basement but in that you have to go through like seeing the slave ships you have to go through seeing what they were put through during colonial times when they big cotton was a thing there's even a small off to the side memorial and it's for Emmett Till and it is so hard to go in that room because they have the video of Emmett's family talking about what happened to him but they also have a mock of what his funeral was like and like the open casket Mm -hmm. and then as you're going through that you get to the civil rights movement and you start to like see all of like like the signs look the same as the signs that you're seeing now and you get like the 70s and 80s and then you get to like the obama era and then you go up you get to go up the rest of the building which is just full of history that is so great but that museum like it can it can take days for a person to go through everything in there and like one of the things that i'm seeing with this journalism because like journalism is huge thing in my family since my mom was a journalist so like seeing people actually go out and documenting these things is great keep doing it make sure you have like a charger pack and an act like a full battery <laughs> so you can catch it all that's every mm-hmm. i i'm i have been i've gone to one protest just because like in lansing we've had some but i'm also trying to social distance so i can actually go home and like the Mm -hmm. last protest i went to i made sure like water bottle snack charger pack like got had it all with me and it just going there and seeing those people there were moments where i like personally just started to cry in the middle of it just being around all those people who are here for the same reason and there actually weren't any counter protesters with at the one that i went to and like none of the police tried to stop us they just like made sure to block off the road so we can march and seeing that just like having all these people who were blocked off actually having to see us and wait for us to march and having to listen to our chants and mm-hmm. read our signs like i was like this is this is a change like it was really it hits you a lot and like i like it kept bringing me back to thinking about my family on both my mom and my dad's side both marched in the civil rights movement or they were participants like i have an uncle a great uncle who marched in selma and my great grandmother helped Mm -hmm. desegregate the state troopers in indiana and i'm like i it's just such a visceral moment of like i'm literally in a figuratively in a sense pulling out their the signs they held up and like marching with them now and having to just keep carrying on this like it's a burden it's a lot it really sucks that i still have to do this but i'm not going to not do this i'm going to keep doing it and i'm glad that there are younger generations and there are people like me and even like my white friends who are realizing this is something we have to keep doing like we have to make sure that the older generation who ignored it the first time or like helped but then they're like and it's done i guess we racism they're like no we have a lot of stuff to cover and we gotta make it right and i it's great and and for me it's a lot of weight because my parents survived segregation Mm -hmm. jim crow 
So it's like you, you know, you grow up under that. You couldn't sit on the back of the bus. You always sat in the front and I won't sit in the back of the bus. It's very hard for me to sit in the back of the bus. And that cold blooded um, understanding my dad would drive us around and point to places. Um, This had this sign and you could you can almost still not so much now, but you could still see the shadow of where the, the, the segregation signs were. Um, he would point to all these places. This was segregated. This was there, da, 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 in our city. And the fact when you understand that, okay, my parents experienced this. And, you know, not too much older or the same age, the white counterpart did this. And they're still alive. We're dealing with unsolved murders. We're dealing with torching. We're dealing with all of that. Yeah. They're still alive. Like Emmett Till's accuser lived to a ripe, ripe old age. She's still alive, and she's, and she yeah. said a couple of years ago he didn't do like he didn't do what they she accused him of doing. Yeah, she lied. Like she just straight up lied, but they they so haven't done anything since. She said, yeah, it was a lie, and like two of his people just kind of fell off the face of the earth. We don't really know what happened to them. And then the other two, I think one died and one's, we know where they are. But like the fact with Emmett Till that a lot of people don't understand is that these guys were acquitted of a murder, but they also sold the damn story. Like they went to a magazine and they were like, hey, you want to hear about how we murdered this child and put it in your magazine? And someone went, yeah, that sounds fine. And they made money off of committing murder. Like Mm -hmm. it's, ah! It is. It's cold blooded. That's why I, I won't do the song and dance. You know, I won't do the song and dance. Um, I, lo- I love all my friends and I don't, I hate that I have to make that disclaimer, but I will not do that song and dance with anyone. And I'm blessed at this moment that I called my friends <laughs> to the point that I, I, there's this understanding or if they are of a certain ilk of um, thinking, they're quiet. But um, I, to understand that um, you're, you're saying no, but your grandpa who lynched thus and so is still alive. You saying it's so long ago, they still alive, sitting in your living room, <laughs> eating broccoli, watching Cheers or whatever show that and murder she wrote and everything. Mm-hmm. They still there. They can tell you about it. In fact, I would love that. And I thought about that, you know, asking white people of that time, tell me about it. Because we always get the story right. of the black witnesses. I want to hear the white witnesses. I want to hear them outright say these things. And I'm not in a mean way. It's, you know, just say it. Just say it. I'm not going to shake it out of you. I want you to tell me what happened during that time in your point of view, what you witnessed, what you did. I want to hear it all. You ain't going to get paid for it. But I want that honesty. I will take that honesty, record it, go about my business, display it somewhere else. So that was something, you know, somebody can run with that. I had that in my mind to just sit with old white people, go ahead and spill it. No, 
Were you there? Did you sit in? Did your parents take you to a lynching? Did y'all, what did y'all eat at y'all picnic? It's you a know, like where, what, what did this occur? You know, what, were you in a pretty dress? Yeah. That type of thing. These little details. Your daddy was, um, uh, was a grand dragon or whatever they call grand themselves, dragon. you know? Yeah. They, you know, your daddy did this. Um, how was that? How was living in that? How did how did you know where he went? You know that type of thing. How do y'all feel about? Oh, I gotta find the guy's name right now, but it's this black guy. I don't know if y'all seen him. He did a TED talk, and he did a series mm-hmm. on Netflix, and uh, he's like really good friends with a lot of oh, people who were previous like and dude? still current, like black clansmen. Yeah. Well, not like yeah. not exactly black Klansman who infiltrated, but like he, How do y'all feel he about befriended him? all of the KKK and like got him to f- quit. No, I'm talking about. Are y'all talking well, about so the black Klansman? Movie? No, not the not the. There's the black Klansman music movie, but there was this dude who actually went in to talk. Yeah, to that's Klansman what I'm talking about. The actual, actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a TED yeah. talk. I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, he did a TED talk. That's what I found. And then I watched mm-hmm. his Netflix series. So he's like in his 50s right now. And so at first he was a musician. And uh, he just started like, I guess since he was like in the blues, there was a lot of like white people that really connected mm-hmm. with his music too. And so he started getting into like activism where he his name is like, befriended Darryl a Davis. lot of Klansmen. And a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was. I watched his, I watched that Netflix series a while ago and he met with a lot of people that were doing, they're in the Black Lives Matter movement right now. And they like had a heated discussion. They were like livid at what he was doing. They literally walked out of his space during the interview. (laughs) You know what? Um, I, I, you know, not to interrupt, but you need to sit in. I don't care how uncomfortable that moment is. Sometimes um, you you have to sit in with someone who's very, very different from you and different views sometimes. You, you have to listen to what they're saying. Um, and I don't know what he was saying. I'm not gonna justify because I don't know what he said. But it's like sometimes um, I know where I know I say, um, on casual, I'm online. You think I'm gonna do on my off hours, talk to you and educate about racism? No, but if I go outright and sit in a meeting, you know, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna look you straight in the eye. I'm gonna let you say what you gotta say. You know, I'm gonna sit there, and um, and I'm you gonna hear me too. But it's I I bet that's hard. I, you know, I don't know what that is to do that type of work. What puts that on his heart to do that? Because that ain't me, girl. But, uh, (laughs) I know he said in um, a bunch of interviews, well, not just him, he met with a lot of Klansmen and a lot of them were like, well, we're not like, we're not against black people living here. We're not against 
like meeting and being friends with black people, the main thing we're like against is miscegenation and race mixing, which probably is the biggest <laughs> lie. <laughs> That's what they were just like, oh, we can be friends with you. And I think, I have to look it up. I think Daryl Davis really? is married to a white woman. I don't know a lot about him, but I, I remember so. when the movie came out check. I don't and know. like people were talking about it and there were reviews. And there was a, a review of the movie in the Houston Chronicle, and I think they actually talked to him. Um, the, his name is Daryl, right? I'm just pretty sure. Um, and I remember I, reading it. I never had a desire to go see that movie, first of all. So, and I still, I still haven't seen it. Me neither. Um, but I remember reading the article, and he said something about... I think someone asked him, like, weren't you, weren't you, what, were, what did your wife say or your children say about you doing this? Weren't they concerned? And he was like, he said something to the effect of like, I didn't care what they thought. And I, and to me, that that just hit that hit my ears wrong or my eyes while I was reading it. And I'm like, you know mm. what? Something's not right about like the way he's moving about this. Yes, that work. There were positive mm-hmm. things that came out of it, but the way he said that. That is that is super. That goes on a whole nother thing of history for me. It's like um, the there is some that's yes. ego first of all, and I don't know what that need is. And you know, I'm going by what you're saying that that's ego and this lack of dignity of some. You are not. You're going out of your way over there but you have no concern of the safety of all levels, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, for the women and children that's in your circle of responsibility. What the fuck is that? Excuse me. You know, that um, you don't care what they think. You don't care how they feel. You don't... Exactly. What what is that? And so, in you know. hearing you, um, in hearing you, Danielle, say that he was talking to these Black Lives Matters people and them getting upset with him, I can just by me reading me not knowing anything about him and just reading that little bit from the Houston Chronicle, uh, I can I was like, okay, I could see mm-hmm. why that <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so I backtrack on that. But but honestly, I would be mad if I but if I went to go see purposely, you know, I'm making an evening out of it. I, you know, I washed, I showered and everything. I'm here, you know, I'm going to we're going to hear this out. And then um, I'm likely still going to disagree with you and walk out or, you know, at the end. But, you know, if I'm having a meeting with you, I'm going to say there, there, man, there are so many people. I have to, you know, we have to sit every day, you know, work and otherwise that this, that's just so different from us. And, um, that, and that's, and that's a struggle because you have to go to these places, you know, of people who just by, by how we receive and what we see in is very anti us in some way. With the movie that um, you were talking about, were you talking about the Black Klansman? Because that guy, if they interviewed him, that's Ron Stallworth. So they're two different people. Yes. Yeah, he and he yeah. didn't even go in person to see these Klansmen. He had a white guy to um, go undercover as him. 
while he was on the phone doing it, which is still wild. But they, but they, they was uncovering crime, you know, infiltrating, uncovering crime. The previous guy, he's going out there giving that hugs. Yeah, he's just getting a bunch of hoods from like the Klansmen. He just has memorabilia. And he like said he was responsible for dismantling the no, Maryland no, clans. No. Cool. No. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. Excuse me not to interrupt. Yeah. I dismantle it. No, you did. Oh, no, you did. I, did. You, I bet they still there. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It's it's kind of like the weirdest like activism. It's not it's kind of like working with <laughs> these white supremacists just befriending. I don't know if you can just befriend yeah. someone that I mean, just like, like just you like hate your life. Yeah. No. It's it's such such a wild <laughs> dynamic, you know. I I couldn't I couldn't um I I don't want to and ain't going to you know it's like you know not you know honestly I am one of those people and I mean it and people say oh that's mean no. that's not good I'm like no I keep same energy I keep same energy if I'm not a value I'm not going to value you I'm not going to give you time if I'm not worth time to consider I'm not going to give you time to consider period not that um you know what you know, talk to Jesus, not to me, you know, because I'm not going to do that. Um, that it takes away from my work. It take away from my energy. Um, you are not for free going to take away my joy. Um, you know, you know, I, again, I, you, you can, um, you know, give me all that I didn't know and all that stuff. You can talk to me all about that for a fee you know and if you want me to go there there oh oh, well I know yeah you that will you know for a fee yes I I would absolutely um pantomime carry so I don't know it's again they're adults you, you, they are adults and they are aware. You have to go to that baseline. If our children are tried as adults, um, they are adults, legal adults. So if our children are tried as knowing, we have to go with the baseline they know. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. It's like if there, there is oopsie daisies, but then there's over and over occurrences and you see this on the news and not know like everybody know 9-11 right everybody know 9-11 and they say don't forget but then they they it's like well but even though my parents and our grandparents and great-grandparents exist and still alive so is theirs they say you know that was so long time ago you know they like to say that. And 9-11, what is that? Yeah, Are we going on 20. near 20 years now? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, the, the whole, you know, we should just forget about it. It's, you can't do that, especially because I think for me, like my, a lot of my work deals with my family history and a lot, and you can, for me, mm-hmm. 
doing all this research on my family history, listening to the stories and hearing, you know, about how, you know, my family, like, first of all, my family's from East Texas, so they're from like the country. And they lived off, you know, black people lived mm-hmm. off segregated, like in the bottoms, away from like maybe the main center of town. Um, but just hearing their stories, and I've heard these stories my entire life because we still have property up there and we go back and forth sometimes to, you know, to take care of the land and then like we stay in Houston. And like I've grew up with these stories and I see the effects of white supremacy on my family and like what limited education did to them. I see with, you know, the, even now, like people trying to take things that we have. So you can't tell me not to forget because it's still actively happening. It's not like something that is just stuck in this time period. Time is not, time is not like a, a straight line for a, definitely, I'm, I've been like hardcore into some like uh, Bantu co- Congo, like cosmology type stuff. And the way they look at time, time is a mm-hmm. circle. And so the US mm-hmm. is stuck in a loop, a time loop. They keep repeating things because they have not learned yes and one of the things i'm really mm-hmm. i'm it gives me a lot of hope in all of this is that i you mentioned danielle you mentioned the guerrilla journalism in the social media and like how people are mastering that and like you know so mm-hmm. going back to the black lives matter plaza in dc and the street being painted black lives matter and the the mayor the mayor of dc is a black woman but then you have people on social media who counter that and say, mm-hmm. well, she doesn't keep the police budget for DC. She did this. Like, look, at it's like, look what I have in this hand, but don't look what I'm doing with my other hand. And there are people calling that out. So it's mm-hmm. just, it feels like a veil is being unlifted. Mm-hmm. And more people are lifting the veil. And that to me gives me a lot of hope that more, more effective yes. things will happen. And these people who are saying things like, um, you know, that are kind of planning these protests in conjunction with the city. I get like, there's all these ordinances and things, but you can't, you can't, liberation is not gonna come from the establishment. You can't, like it's, we're, we're protesting against what you're doing to mm-hmm. us. Like we can't, you know, there's all these, particularly in Houston, like our, our police chief has been very vocal about, he, he got ahead of a lot of his, his own department's missteps. Um, by you know outward mm-hmm. like very outwardly condone um, saying that the way that the, things were handled in Minneapolis with Georgia like, that's not how we do things in Houston and he's been very you know, at the marches and taking pictures mm-hmm. of people and like having all these photo ops and he's all over the news as like someone who really wants change and reform but at when soonest night falls and like people who are really there to resist are still there. They're like, okay, y'all need to go. Houston doesn't have a curfew. They're like, okay, y'all need to go. And they're rounding people up and doing all this other stuff. So it's like, they're showing you one thing on television, but the social media, the guerrilla journalism of social media, they're showing you the other side of it. So we have both mm-hmm. pictures. You can see what they're trying to sell us. And then you can also mm-hmm. see what's really happening. And so people are now able to make informed decisions about what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And still, um, um, again, it's multifaceted. It's like, um, cause you know, everybody have their different views of how to approach it. 
and uh, approach liberation. And um, it's like there are people who are going to work, going to go to the politicians. They wholeheartedly yes. believe in voting and um, these and our tax taxes working for us. We they wholeheartedly believe like there is a yes. buy black mm -hmm. and a lot of graphics on that buy black movement and there's and we're putting our dollars there, um, putting our money looking for um the the le the black banks that are left, putting our fi you know investing in those financial institutions and you know even as far as you know um you know our feminine products our our alcohol our soaps, you know what I mean? Toothbrushes, finding um, laundry detergent, all that stuff. We, it's, it's um, multifaceted. And, and yes, um, we see what's happening. And, um, and yes, there is going to be some governmental addressing, you know what I mean? Going to, going to the government, your, your, your uh, representative and saying these things, you know, on um, you know, talking. There's going to be streets. There's going to be people who are addressing the medical um, establishment. And all of this stuff comes with imagery of artists, you know, um, you know, and yes, counterparts mm -hmm. know how to mess with imagery as well. But our activism is still it's so beautiful us using our imagery because um, like um, I come from a more spiritual um, point um, of in my artwork. And yet it says a lot about our history and everything. Um, but it's, you know, it, I, they can try it. But I, one thing I like though, we're come pairing mm -hmm. notes and you know all races are looking looking at it now um there are some people there are just going to hold out you know what you know what if it's it's like a disruptive child yes. in the middle of church you escort them out um this is not what we're going to do you know you're not going to sit here and go blibbity bloop and all that stuff you know in the middle you know jumping on the pews you're going to escort them out and let's stick with what we're talking about here. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you don't listen to op opposing views. You know right. what I mean? You mean I mean the trolls, the ones who just want to lean on your energy and not do the work. They need to not be there. You know, we just got to define um, our space and we can have ownership of our spaces. And one thing, I would just put it out there since we have the space. When are we going to have a Black-owned social media platform? When is that happening? But I've been waiting for Black Planet to come back up. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so, give me something. I, we, we are skilled. Okay. You know, there are people of us in our numbers that are skilled in this. I am waiting for a Black-owned social media platform. I will jump right on. No lie. I would. <laughs> so true. And thank y'all for doing this talk today too. Is there anything else y'all want to say before we head out? Uh, our artist that y'all mentioned to look at. 
So now people just, are just black Google artists. black black, especially black women artists. Google that. Google that. Do all that. Do yeah. all that. Look up black women artists and look up black women um, authors. Look up black women activists. I mean, yeah. Google to your heart's content and read, read, read. You are capable, everybody. <laughs> You don't have to go in ignorance. You do not have to go in, um, especially black women's DMs talking about what? No, baby, go do go do that work. And if you're not handling it, non-black people, you know, and you are mostly don't don't go in our inbox for it. Go seek therapy. And for us, get therapy if we got it. We can get it. Um, but basically don't don't use uh black people as your sounding board for your emotions and handling this as free emotional labor wearing us down and we have to call to you stop our crying to hold your hand through this when we're we're suffering go seek therapy slightly on that Please. note not, slightly not on me. that note not me just because that's happened to me a lot listen there are black people out there who do who have not seen like when they see us or any of those other movies or t- mini series that are like look at this tragedy that happened to these black people and it's so unjust there are a lot of us or at mm-hmm. least for me that i know who have not watched it and one of the reasons i have not watched mm-hmm. it is because i already knew about it and the first time i heard about it it was enough right. don't guilt them into watching it don't be like oh you should be watching this yes it is our history but we can also just learn about it word of mouth or by reading it or by listening to it i've heard about most of those stories on podcasts that i listen to and even Mm -hmm. that's a little bit difficult Mm -hmm. you don't do not yeah don't put our people through trauma porn it's not saying you're not strong enough and it's not great when we Mm -mm. like i have reached i have like reposted and retweeted like here are some forms like a list of books or movies and things that you can watch to actually learn about like this is what we're doing just because like i am an educator so i have to keep people educated Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but i Mm -hmm. have not necessarily read all those things or watched those things or listened to those things I don't need you to tell me, oh, you should totally mm-hmm. see this. You should totally watch this and then come to me and be like, I cried so much. I, if you didn't cry, <laughs> we got a problem. Like, I get it. It's very sad. That's, it's a sad topic. It's a sad thing that happened. But if you are truly moved by those or by what you're seeing on social media and all those things, I know it's hard times for people, but if you can't donate to like the movements, support yes. them. Like, don't just yes. sit there and be like, I watched this documentary. I'm woke. You're not. Do something about it. Like, donate. No. Don't. And especially for the love of God, because this happened to my sister and it pissed me off. Do not message your black friends and say, I'm sorry that you're black during oh this my time. God. That's no. racist. <laughs> That did not happen. (laughs) Yes, it did. My sister has two very problematic friends that she's in the process of like not really being friends with anymore, thank God. But they they will message her whenever shit like this happens and they're like, We're so sorry you're black in America. We you we didn't have a choice about it. It happened. 
don't apologize oh my like, Lord. Lord. that's essentially saying i'm sorry that like yes we're murdering you that's... we can't do anything but also sorry for everything else that you have to deal with with being black america or that makes you black you're essentially like apologizing for our heritage which is pretty cool when you do the research about it so yeah, just don't make us watch things we don't need to watch about, like, the suffering of our people. Don't fucking apologize for the fact that we're black. It's annoying. Uh, also, also, um, there's a, again, there's a lot of advertising um, that's happening, that's happening um, during this time that's, that act like it's black representation. Do not be afraid to message mm-hmm. that company. Are you black owned? Because there's been a lot of, um, um, you know, a lot of marketing and everything, and even using our vernacular, using our, you know, black images, models, and everything, stock footage, and everything. You message them straight up and say, "Are you black owned?" There's um, because that I is seriously happening. Restaurant in Fort Worth. It's called Hot. I think it's like Hot Biscuits or something, and they are Hot Box Biscuits Club. Is it? And they came under fire because some people were like, hey, you're using, like, black vernacular and, like, imagery of us, like, Biggie, like, Notorious B.I.G. and stuff like that, but you're owned by, but you're white, Mm -hmm. like, the owners are white. And they were like, you, like, someone called them out and was like, I don't think you should be really doing this, like, it's not great. And their response was, cool. Like they didn't, they weren't gonna do anything about it. They didn't say that. Like they, like the person was like, "Are you gonna do anything?" They went, "Well, you don't need to know if we're going to do anything." Like, here's the thing: if we're tr- like that in that moment, they were trying to kind of help you. And if you're just like whatever and keep using it, like, don't do that. <laughs> it's just like remember the those um those uh well we this is beyond our time like coons chicken and stuff like that you know it's like you know using menstrual uh characters of what blackness is to them and unfortunately a lot of times right now it's rap artists and whatnot big boy Um, and puff daddies like that's some of their stuff like what some of their rest things are called like don't don't do that stuff and then be like, well, we're going to use it, but we're not going to recognize where it came from or like, ag- like, have acknowledge right. stuff like it's you're it's it's essentially stealing in a way like don't do that. Right. It's, it's not cool. Um, but yeah. Um inquires because i you know i there was one company that was creating a jewelry that um i won't name them because they never messaged me back and it was really coming from a very afro african african um um and showing imagery and everything so i outright you know and i wanted their jewelry and i outright messaged them are you black owned no response right well, no money for me, because if I'm going to purchase African imagery, you know, or, you know, or, you know, and you're going to talk this talk, I would like to support um, our culture and our people in doing that, you know, as much as possible. And um, yeah, that, that, that's a no go. 
um, like it, it, it's going to be a financial movement. Um, support um, black uh, nail techs. Support um, black beauty supply houses. Put your money in there. Support um, black makeup companies. There's so many, you know, there's, there's so many, you know, avenues of where we could put our money and make account um, as far as oh, the liberation. I do have one thing that's people. like off tangent of this, but I'm just saying this because like it just mm-hmm. so happened you might be like a mayor or something listening to this. Who knows? But if like with the fact that like the National Guard and all that stuff have been called in to handle some of the protests, even though they don't need to, remember we have the third amendment which means you can kick out uh military personnel and stuff like that from lodging like your lodgings and such because of the third amendment so i mean like the mayor of dc just used it so mm-hmm. like you can do it's there it hasn't been used in centuries but you got a reverse card that good old constitution i've been reading so much it's like they just remembered they were like wait we have the third amendment get on out of these hotels we're not housing you that was a thing you can kick the national guard out i'm just saying Mm -hmm. yes did not know that also watched 13th amendment Mm -hmm. on netflix That's all I tell people. <laughs> also, I've been sharing my like uh, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. I have one so. book recommendation just because I just finished reading it. Um, I just read The Great Camouflage by Suzanne Césaire. And so Suzanne Césaire is Ami Césaire's uh, wife, but she was also a writer, activist in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her... It's a book, like a collection of her essays. And so I would definitely say, you know, looking at some of like our Caribbean brethren and like a lot of the things they've been writing, the things she was writing in 1940 are relevant to today. So definitely, you know, The Great Camouflage, Suzanne Sevier, mm-hmm. particularly the essay, The, the Malays of a Civilization, it's a, it's a good one. Um, I definitely would recommend that. I recommend a book when society becomes an addict that is done by, I forget her name, but you can find that book. Um, society becomes an addict. And um, it's, she writes a lot about codependency and um, definitely um, when you start reading about how that, how she, she um, lists that down, you know, um, you kind of see it in our society of how, um, it affects everyone, this codependent situation, and it's abusive. So, I would recommend uh, if you want to figure out like how we can move forward with a lot, like government-wise, with these things. Look into South Africa and how they dealt with apartheid, because that is essentially very similar to what we are dealing with. And they had entire committees and stuff that went for years and not just six months that like looked at these things and talked about like they were forced to talk about race. They are comfortable talking about it in some aspects from what I've done with research. Look into how South Africa dealt with it. 
Yeah. It's still a lot of, you know, look up. Um, I mean, not just our, and even though our, our history is very rich, um, look up yeah. all of it. Look up the niggertude movement. Um, all of that. Listen to, uh, like, like you said, um, just to look at all the writers and the movements of all the places. Look at France. I always find um, the the dynamics and the movements in France, which is, you know, go into the niggertude, but it's like um, what what they're dealing with. Yeah, is there there are even films about it that I can't come off with the top of my head of what it is to be mm-hmm. black in France. Yeah, because we've seen a lot of things pop up over there. You know, a lot of things. And you know what? And the greatness of social media, you can reach out. You can reach out. So, and talk to them, ask them questions. You know, yeah. keep that diaspora really and communication. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Well, thank you all for doing this podcast today. And thanks for all the listeners that listen in this is we here collective and also don't forget to look at our show on 